You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. What if you met your soulmate on the worst day of your life? From two-time Grammy Award-winning director Melina Matsukas and written by Emmy Award winner Lena Waithe comes the unflinching new drama, Queen and Slim. While on a forgettable first date together, a black man and a black woman are pulled over for a minor traffic infraction. The situation escalates with sudden and tragic results when the man kills the police officer in self-defense. Terrified and in fear of their lives, the man and woman are forced to go on the run. But the incident is captured on video and goes viral, and the couple unwittingly become a symbol of trauma, terror, grief, and pain for people across the country. As they drive, these two unlikely fugitives will discover themselves and each other in the most dire and desperate of circumstances, and will forge a deep and powerful love that will reveal their shared humanity and shape the rest of their lives. Starring Academy Award nominee Daniel Kaluuya and rising star Jodie Turner-Smith, Queen and Slim is only in theaters November 27th. Welcome to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Angelica, and joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Ryan. Say hey, Ryan. Hello. Hey, and today we are discussing, finally, <laughs> episode, <laughs> episode 10 of Power, titled No One Could Stop Me. And I swear, if I heard that, I've heard it a million times, <laughs> you could play a whole drinking game to this. <laughs> Took a game going. Oh my God. He said it so many times in the episode. It was just annoying. I was like, okay, no one can stop you. We get it. We get it. Right. Um, like if he could be any more conceited, like, I mean, you know, I need him to try harder to be a conceited. You know, I don't think it was enough. I mean, we, we, we've discussed at length how one note he is. And I'm going to say, yes. God, he went from one note to just being a, just a jerk. Like you can. Yeah. yeah you want, I want to add some other words in there. I know you do too, but yeah, we'll just go with jerk. Let's keep it G. We'll go with jerk. An a-hole like to the, to the umpteenth degree, an F boy, all that. Like I just, yeah, could not, that was just this episode. Lord, I was like, please give me some other five episodes. Cause I'm not seeing much right now. I mean, I mean, we're already kind of getting into our first thoughts, but yeah, I'm just like this, this episode felt very rushed. Um, yeah. It, but I will give it to Courtney Kemp. Apparently, she wrote this episode in one day. Right, right. Um, it shows. No offense to Courtney. Um, I think she she did some good things with the episode, but there was a but it was very rushed and there was a lot of holes. Um, but to her point, 
uh, it was meant to be dramatic and Shakespearean because she's basically saying this is a tragedy. And with all the ghosts popping up in this episode and, you know, everyone showing up at Truth at the same time, it was definitely yeah. not real life. And then since you're like the history buff, did you hear a part about uh, Richard III? I didn't even put any of that. To, I was like, what? But I mean, when you read his backstory, it makes sense. But I was kind of, at first I was like, oh, okay. All right. Well, I see what so, you're going from. So initially before she mentioned um, uh, the Richard the Third or Henry the Third, forget which one. I don't. I don't know. There's so many kings out there. Right. Um, I initially thought with all the ghosts. Well, at, at first, the ghost that kept popping up in this this season was Angela. Yeah. Um, like his guilt, and so I was more so thinking Hamlet, and especially with his son oh, and the betrayal. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, and like Tate could be Scar because you know the Lion King is basically Hamlet with animals. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> so I was thinking Hamlet, but that makes sense what she was saying. Um, but overall, to her point, it was very Shakespearean because I'm gonna tell you this. Uh, I actually like the fact that that power was so grounded in reality. Um, it felt real. It felt gritty, even though it's these uh these over the top characters. It felt real, mm-hmm. and right. I saw a turn this season towards like the unreal you know the ghosts coming out yeah yeah. uh you know apparently ghosts and tommy are these superhumans that can't be killed it's just kind of they they were pushing the the boundaries of reality this season yeah yeah it's kind of going back and forth too because when you when she's getting asked about this she says she doesn't want it to be um you know very like based on any kind of supernatural stuff but you kind of get that feeling a little bit though like the way things are kind of like playing out, you know, like you said, the way this season kind of took a turn. Yeah, it definitely has gone into more, I would say, magical realism, which is one of my favorite genres. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, she could argue that all of this is in Ghost's head, hence, you know, his way of grieving, his way mm-hmm. of moving on. Mm-hmm. But to the average viewer, this looks like a fairy tale, miss. Um, so I get where she's saying, like, well, with Shakespeare, we get that, but we're so used to this nitty gritty realistic show, and now it's kind of going to the dream phase, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's kind of, I think it's taken viewers off guard, um, because maybe she should have taken that approach all along, then we wouldn't have been confused. I'm not confused, but I can see why other people could be confused. Yeah, yeah I don't like the way it's going because you hear a lot of like back and forth, like, oh, I like it. Oh, I don't like, you know, yeah, because they don't know exactly how they feel about, okay, why is ghost always being haunted by ghosts? Like this ghost all the time with this guy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of not how you started, but. Yeah. And um, I mean, we might as well just get out the way um, because I'm going to be jumping around a lot in this episode. And um, these power bites are actually going to be broken up by the shooters. So everyone that was out to shoot ghosts, they're getting their own power bite. Um, And ghosts has the biggest power bite of them all, obviously. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But we basically know at the end of this episode, you know, the hashtag went viral. Who shot ghost? Very much who shot Jr. Uh, is Ghost dead? (laughs) Is he alive? I mean, I'm going with who shot Ghost, not who killed Ghost. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. I I think that's very, I think on purpose, they keep putting who shot Ghost. That's what I was going to say. I was going to ask you about that because they don't necessarily say killed, even though that was a very dramatic fall. I'm just saying they don't exactly put kill in anything, you know. I mean, he fell, the blood was was pouring out from his heart. I, yeah. 
I mean, it was kind of anticlimactic to me in a way, but I'm also not a mad, not mad at the way it looked. I thought it was pretty cool how they like, you know. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't Ghost, it probably would have got me a little bit more. But you know, yeah, visually it was very nice. I like how they slowed down. Yeah, uh, the opening theme. I, I definitely mean, uh, can't get with that. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was for the theme. You know, I I got nothing against the theme in that part. Yeah, it was very. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. It was very sunken place to me. The the the, the visual. <laughs> oh um, yeah, don't drink that tea. Uh, don't drink that tea, man. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, I both I really enjoyed it and I also like really d- did not like this episode. I'm kind of I, I I now I feel what people felt for Game of Thrones on the season finale or the series finale. Yeah, this did kind of bring that back for me. Yeah, because yeah. It, it feels like you have a one. I don't know. It just feels like the to, for me for me to care about this, I would have to already not think Ghost is a jerk for me to right. actually care about how this ended. And that's how that's been always been my thing with like the writers, you know, Courtney Kemp, you know, I mean, kudos. Cause it takes a lot, you know, not like I'm writing a TV show, but it, t- it right. takes a lot to come up with these characters and put this down. But at the same time, you, I don't like the way they're playing with the good and the bad elements of a TV show. Like you want to have those characters. I feel like that you can't touch regardless. Like they have a certain path they're following. You know, yeah. where you're rooting for them. Everybody on this show, I just feel like has something where you're just like, nah, I can't stand <laughs> that person. Right. Like, it's just nothing. It's just nothing where you can like grab onto. So when he did that fall, I was like, I mean, okay. 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 Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's dramatic. Yeah. I'll give that to them. But I never really had any feelings towards Ghost. I mean, I I think the only reason why I even care about Ghost is because he is the main character. Right. But right. Let's say if Ghost was a side character, I could really care less about him. He Yeah, he would be like, okay, on to the next, move on. Right, on to the next. So, like, yeah, him being shot was like, oh, that's crazy. But at the same time, it was like, I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, and- like, it, it was literally like, it took all of that out of me. And I was like, this kind of sucks to get down to this season, you know, having followed so much. And you're like, okay, all right, well, let's just figure out who shot him. You know, let's complete the mystery. Yeah, and my thing is like Proctor hurt. Like Proctor hurt. Yeah, that one hurt. And for that, that to hurt. be more than ghost kind of bothers me. Yeah, for, for that, that to hurt more than ghost. Yeah. Yeah, Proctor's death, like hitting home harder than ghosts possibly dying. That's, I don't think that's a compliment to the show. We should care more about ghosts than we do about Proctor. And that's yeah. just reality. And f- sorry to say it, but many fans could care less about ghosts. Yeah, um, the way it happened, I was like, I mean, I care, but I but don't. don't. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, he was literally the worst. Like, I like if I was any of those characters, I would have lined up to him went to the club. Because I'm just like, he was literally going through, like, it was like one of those days, like, we all have those days where you wish you could say everything on your mind. Mm-hmm. But you also know, if you say everything on your mind, there's going to be a long list of consequences you got to follow up with. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, we're kind of like going way deep into our first thoughts. But yeah, I agree with you on all points there. He <laughs> we'll get into it. But yeah, go see it. He's a trip and a half. So <laughs> um, let's get into the biggest power bite, which is ghosts. And forgive me, guys, I will be jumping around a little bit um, once I get to the other characters. But let's go with our main man. Um, and of course, this title, but uh, power bite is entitled ghost. Uh, so we open up ghost is calling his son. It's almost like a bad breakup. You know, the last time we saw Tariq and ghost, they, they had, they had it out. 
Right. Uh, they had that big argument. Tariq said he wasn't his father. Ghost is like, you can't talk to me like that. Ah, all that good stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Ghost is in his hotel and he's calling his son. He's leaving him voicemails. He's saying like, look, son, I love you. I need to talk to you. Just come by my hotel. Um, and Tariq is like, eh, I'm good on you, boy. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much how you put it. So the next call that he makes is, is, is actually, I don't know if he got the call or he, or Ramona called him, but he receives a call. Um, and Ramona tells him to turn on the TV. So actually Ramona did call him. Uh, he turns on the TV and he sees that, uh, basically it's announced that he's left, uh, Tate's campaign and that he may possibly be the running mate for Lorette Walsh. So that looks good. And I was like, what? I think that whole scene, I was just like, okay. All right, this is enough for pretending that he's not ghost. Exactly. And then so they they meet with Lorette. They're at this nice little place. They're eating and um, they're discussing, you know, making the announcement about ghost. And Lorette asks him about the QCP project, which <laughs> is <laughs> it's literally like a home renovation that never ends. Like it, it just, right. you know, and apparently due to the fact that he fell out with Tate, um, he no he no longer has access to the site that they had previously secured. So Lorette's very real with them. She's like, "Look, the QCP project is is I need that. Okay, I need that to basically um, legitimize myself, especially you know for the black vote, right? So I need that done. And if you don't secure a site by today, I'm going to go to someone else, and I don't care if it's Tate." And Ghost is like, "Wait, can she do that?" <laughs> Yeah, she got up from that table so quick. I was like, all right. Right. Well, okay. And Ramona tells him, like, look, I mean, reconciliation with your enemy, that's uh, that's going to definitely draw in voters. And and uh, she can make it work. So you might want to get that site. And Ghost reluctantly tells her he knows a place. He hasn't been there in many, many years, but he'll make it work. Um, so he does that. Uh, and then he actually, we see him later on, he enters a jazz club and, you know, he, he asks the owner of the shop, you know, can I buy this place from you? Initially, dude acts like he doesn't know ghosts. He's just like, yeah, oh, not nah, young man. No, you know, and then he kind of uses Raina, ghost uses Raina as a means to get to this man's heart. And he's like, well, I had a daughter. She loved jazz. She would have loved this place. And eventually this man comes out and he tells, you know, he turns out to be a ghost uncle Gabe and um, they hug it out. And we learn a little bit of background about ghosts. Apparently he hasn't been there since his father died. Um, and his father, it appears to have been a straight man. Like they were owners of this club and they got shaken down by gangsters apparently. Uh, and so the, his uncle basically said that he wanted to pay them up. But they would go bankrupt. Like they wouldn't be able to keep the, the the club open. And I guess Ghost's father refused to pay them. And for that, he was killed. Um, and Ghost has not returned to that club since the night of his father's death. So it's kind of an interesting story considering the fact that the very people that killed his father is what Ghost became. Um, yeah, yeah. That's interesting to see. And kind of sad that he wasn't able to take anything from both i mean you know what else happens though when you're a kid and your and your dad gets killed and like maybe some of your decisions led to a little bit of that like maybe he yeah. mixed in a little bit with the wrong car out so yeah it makes sense yeah. 
and you know he ends up telling him how he went you know uncle gabe's like well where you been and he's like well i went to go live with tommy um and it's been alluded to throughout the season like they're brothers but apparently kate helped kate raised raise ghost along with tommy um and she mentioned that like i have a black son you know so um i thought that was interesting and so you know gabe says that your father would be so proud of you and he gives him a hug and of course here's the line that's said throughout the entire episode ghost says <laughs> nothing can stop me i'm just like that first nothing can stop me was cool the yeah other- yeah <laughs> yeah he could have he could have gave it a risk yeah, I was I was over that. So Ghost ends up going to Simon for capital. Um, and Simon's just like, you know, I'd be happy to help you. You know, I'm going to be <laughs> the only real friend you have. And Ghost is like, what you know about a real friend? He's like, well, I'm just I'm just here to help, you know. So they agrees to give him capital uh, as long as their previous deal is in place. And then, you know, Ghost is like, well, you know, I'm go- I'm going to be in Albany. And Simon's like, I don't care about that. I'm, I'm your friend. He's like, but mm, I'm looking <laughs> at some properties upstate. Mm, might be able to help me there. <laughs> and Ghost is like, okay, friend. I'll see you later. Uh, yeah, so- Simon is the worst. But I mean, <laughs> hey, I guess, I guess he needed somebody. So you got to do what you got to do. He's the worst and he's the best. Because I kind of love his character. <laughs> yeah, his, yeah, it is pretty funny. Yeah, their interactions. Because he is so just like slimy right and it's like he's not even trying to hide it which makes it funny it's like he's trying to hide it but he's not like he comes off really slick and then he's like oh well you know you know i'm not really your friend you know i really need this property i was just joking yeah and the fact that he was just like oh i love jazz clubs when i was a little boy i used to sneak (laughs) out of my parents house and the women there they were amazing with brown skin right i was like dude shut up like every time he goes into his things i'm like he's just gonna say something like well it's not even borderline racist but it's like a smooth the way he tries (laughs) to throw it in but he's like you can tell he's that type of like distinguished white man that will sleep with black women but will never have them on their arm right you know what and that's what i think gets on my nerves but at the same time you're right his character is very interesting to me but that's what gets on my nerves because that's exactly that's that sums him up right there that's exactly who he is yeah jerk um but you know he, he gives our boy what he needs um so later ghost uh returned to his hotel he's basically on cloud nine like literally he's up in this hotel room looking right. out uh, over the city um and he he's happy he's getting everything he wants and angela appears oh and this looks so weird for me this scene kind of like it was it didn't make sense but i i think it was needed but i wish it was done while she was alive you know what i'm saying like this yeah is so- yeah Angela it just doesn't have the heart that that real Angela would would do for him but she basically tells him like look you know he actually gets his phone out to call Ramona or I think he texts her and tells her okay I'll meet you later and you can tell he he wants to tell her his true feelings so Angela pops up and she's like tell me more about her um and Ghost is like she's not you Angela's like well you know what I think that's what you need. You know, I'll always be in your past, but she can be your future. Um, and they kiss and they kind of say their goodbyes. And, and Angela tells them like, look, you could have never had this with me. I knew too much. You know, don't tell Ramona everything. She's not from the neighborhood. She's not going to understand. You know, now with her, you're free. You're you're truly legit. Like everything you wanted, you, you have it now. 
and it was a sweet moment. I it was cute, but I was just like, yeah, it, it was weird because you still borderline like you know supernatural to ground it, but it's still it was sweet though. It did have I think it was like some closure he probably needed. Yeah, and I just wish that Angela like, and once again we're always going back to what ghosts want, what ghosts needs. It would have been really nice if Angela alive right. had that closure. So. Because we yeah. know, we know that that's not really Angela. That's just a manifestation of her. Yeah, that's what made it mind. so weird. Yeah, that's what made it so weird. Because like you said, if she was actually alive and we hear her say this, it makes you feel a little better. Like, okay, she knew this about this and you know, it's okay. You know. Yeah. This but is now a- it just feels like this is what he wanted. Maybe what he wanted her to say or something. You know, it kind of feels like that a little bit. Yeah, she's a manifestation of his mind. It's, it's the, Angela's not saying these things. This is what ghosts would think that Angela would say. Um and so I just was like, this is cute. Whatever, whatever you can do to sleep at night, you know? <laughs> right. That's literally, I felt like what he was doing. He was like, in order for me to feel okay with Ramona, I need to re, I need to have this manifestation come out and react, so, reenact so I can get some questions answered for myself. Right. And just give me the blessing. And now I don't feel bad about moving on so fast from Angela. Cause you know, she just died like a month or two ago. You know? but I feel like you should, but that's just me though. Yeah, it was it was cute. I'll I'll give it that. Um, so he actually ends up meeting with Ramona at Truth, and he tells her he secured the site, and they celebrate. And you know, when you get excited and you like someone, you kiss them. Oh man, yeah, that's you, what you do. You kiss them on the I mouth. I guess. I mean, that's what they say. You kiss them on the mouth and you eat tacos. That's an insecure reference. Um, <laughs> 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 I said that all out, is, it's a cure coming back okay don't let me get started go ahead, go I'm ahead. Sorry, I don't know Issa but get on that um, but, <laughs> so <laughs> they kiss and they kind of reveal their feelings for each other and we've been waiting all season for this like we knew we knew they were going to be together but it's cute uh-huh. it's cute they're she doing that little flirting. Yeah, it was so cute it was cute it was I cute. give him a cute moment he needed one cute moment Exactly. So they um actually end up going to this uh, this big announcement. Lorette announces Ghost as her running mate, so he's going to be lieutenant governor. And guess who's watching? Just guess. Uh, Tommy Egan. Oh, oh man, <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't think you were gonna go Tommy. I thought it would be somebody a little less could kill Ghost. You know. Tommy watches um and so you know after the whole big announcement is made, he he's still watching Ghost as well and um ghost meets ramona and they they kind of discuss what just happened and he's like you know i'm at the right place at the right time with the right woman and just like whatever goes (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh yeah 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 good old ghost and then you know ghost starts starts to like kind of tie up all his loose ends so he he actually shakes down vincent uh he threatens to shoot vincent for what what he did to Tariq, and vincent's like i mean you could shoot me but she know the kid deserved it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, true. It was one of those moments where you was like, I feel, in my head, like I know everybody else probably didn't feel like this, but in my head, I was like, dang, but true. Oh, That's no. exactly like how it was playing out in my head. I was just like, oh, that's true statements. Everyone agreed with that. Everyone was like, true. <laughs> like, true. <laughs> and Ghost knew it was true. That's why he backed off. But he, he, yeah. tell, he tells Vincent, like, look, I'll call everything square. If you do me one favor, I'm going to end up in Albany and I'm thinking we should focus more on terrorism than than organized crime. Vince is like, <laughs> I'd have to agree with you on that. So he's like, okay, well, do me this favor and we're solid. Do you still have a connection in the Bureau of uh, Prison? 
And Vincent's like, yeah, I do. He's like, I need a burner on the inside. So they have a burner. They pass it on to Tubit, who has the best line of the episode. New phone. Who this? <laughs> <laughs> and Ghost is like, what's up? Tubit's like, man, what you calling me for? You set me up. Or I don't even think he said he set him up. He's like, what, you, like, what do you need me for? And Ghost yeah. is like, I want to work with you. Tubit's like, for what? Why? And Spanky's just like <laughs> being nosy watching. Yeah. And Ghost tells him, money and revenge. And Tubit's like, say less. Say less. <laughs> the Black Girl Nerds podcast will return in just a moment. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me personally, I put really high expectations on myself and that can get really stressful. And many times it's kind of hard to talk to friends and family members about those things. And I need to speak to a professional. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash BGN. That's better H-E-L-P and join over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health. For Black Girl Nerds listeners, you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash BGN. That's betterhelp.com forward slash BGN and get 10% off your first month. I I love them. And they are. They I cannot I want to see like a prison scene. I mean, I feel like they're gonna get like something else is gonna happen, but I would like to see some kind of funny prison scene. I don't know what it would be, but I just like their interaction too bit, Spanky. They're some clowns. But did we mention this before? Did we mention the fact that Courtney Kemp is dating the actor that plays two bit? Did we mention that? Oh my gosh, hold the press. <laughs> no, we did not. I did not know that. Yeah, that's our boot thing. That's what? Why, that's why he hasn't died. <laughs> oh my gosh. This whole time I've been wondering. I'm like, why is two bit still there? And why he get to talk to Tommy all reckless? Ooh, right, <laughs> right. And Tommy has not did nothing. I slapped him. Like, I'm like, where is the stuff at? Mm-hmm. That's that's dang. Yeah. Angelica holding out the scoop to the 10th episode. Yeah, I mean, girl. I, I be I be I be knowing. Um, so yeah. Hey, let me find out. I was really wondering about that too. But uh yeah, so they agree to work together. Not sure what exactly are their plans, but uh Ghost got himself some new primeras if he can get them out somehow. Um, or whatever they're doing. It's probably going to be something that we see in the next five episodes um so next we see um you know ghost is at his uh at his penthouse it's been renovated so he's at his penthouse it's been renovated and he has a heart-to-heart with another ghost and that's reyna 
And she, so we'll talk about this more because Tasha has her own, you know, power bite. Um, but she asked, she asked him like, Hey dad, like, why are you and mom fighting? And he tells her like, baby girl, ever since you're, <laughs> stop, let me do my voice. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. He's like, baby girl, ever since you died, your mother hasn't been the same. Um, that's good. That's good. That was good. I appreciate it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Raina's like, you know what, dad, you know, you know who I learned to lie from? I lie. I, I learned to lie from you guys. And it was like, scratch, scratch. Right. <laughs> right. And she tells him, like, you know what? You can't blame Ray Ray's death on Tariq. That was me. I put myself in a lie of fire, um, you know, and I paid for it with my life. So maybe it's about time Tariq took responsibility for his crimes. So once again, this this ghost situation, I I'm I'm telling you, this is not what his daughter would ever say. Right. Because I was like, she literally, if she would have told, because I remember that night, if she would have said something to her parents, she might have not got shot. Like the whole thing might have went a different way. Right. Like they might have had round the clock security, you know, protection. But he's like, she really want her brother to like face this music and go through that. Yeah, I don't think this is Ghost basically convincing himself. And we'll get to why Ghost wants Tariq to go go away for Ray Ray's death. Um, but Raina would I don't think Raina would ever say that. This is yeah, all she was I think she was right out for her brothers. That's why she didn't say anything. So I, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, this is basically just Ghost convincing himself that he was doing the right thing. Um, so as I said earlier, I don't think these ghosts are really ghosts. They are definitely all in ghost's head um so after he's basically convinced himself that he needs to put his son away he had he throws himself a nice big party at truth what was there a party at truth a party a party at truth and we weren't invited um (laughs) so he has this big party um, and there's like this great callback to when he first met Angela. Um, he's, oh yeah, it was yeah. Yeah, so he's on the top of the the top of Truth in his little catwalk, and he's looking down. And in the first episode of the series, we see Angela walking in this beautiful red dress. Well, now we see Ramona in a black dress, but whatever. <laughs> I think it'd have been too <laughs> obvious if she wore a red dress. Yeah. Um, it's also making you think about what if he would have just let Angela go and kept setting up there looking. Yeah. The, his whole life would probably be different. So, yeah. So it's, it's that callback. So Ramona walks in. He goes down to meet her. Ramona tells him, like, I think we should keep this whole thing on the low, you know, until the campaign is over. And Ghost is like, no, I'm not keeping that secret. And he kisses her. And they have this cute little moment on the dance floor. And you're just like, okay, this, 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 this might work. This, this might be a thing. Yeah, um, I, I, was with it. I was with it. I mean, I thought he was doing a little bit too much. Cause I didn't think everybody was really looking at them, but I, I thought it was cute. It was cute. So they agreed to meet at the hotel later after the party's over. Um, so when ghost is basically cleaning up and stuff, the ghost of Canaan shows up. Now the ghost of Canaan basically tells him he wasn't like ish. Like you're not ish. You're not this legit person. You'll never be legit. You know, you deserve handcuffs and the needle. And a ghost. I actually like that. I like that confrontation. That's the one ghost I was with. Cause I feel like it was like right up in his face telling some truth. Right. But once again, I think it was ghost convincing himself that he was separating ghosts from James because ghost says, true. yeah, ghost deserved that. 
James St. Patrick does not, you know, like you never could be what I am today. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I took a couple detours, but I'm where I'm supposed to be. And were it not for you, I'd probably be in business school somewhere. So you know what? F you. You ain't never going to be nothing. This isn't real. You're a ghost. Be gone. And Katie was like, that's why everybody hates you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Katie was acting just like 50 Cent. Like, you know how 50 Cent just trolls people? Yeah, Katie was like, yeah. that's why nobody like you, Ghost. <laughs> and Ghost was like, yeah, okay. He started shutting off lights. You know, like he was in the house, just shutting off lights, and just wandering around. And my thing is, at this point, we as an audience know all these things are going on with Ghost. I don't know why. And people done popped up on at Truth so many different times. He has all this power now. Why is he just just meandering through Truth, just turning off lights? Where is the rest right. of the staff? Like, I, yeah, I'm like, so he got like two people working for him now. So I'm like, what's the deal? What is the problem? Um, and so at this point, all parties are on their way to kill ghosts. And we'll get into the players in just a moment. So. The first player, the first shooter is Sax. So we start Sax off this episode. He crashes into Warner's office. Um, He puts Ghost and and Tommy's, you know, freedom back on Warner. He's like, you know, you guys are letting these criminals go free. And Warner basically reads him his rights. He's like, first of all, get out of my office. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I, I'm with Warner. I kind of like the way Warner was in the scene. I thought it was pretty legit. Like, I don't think they've ever had that before because they always trying to break rule, laws and rules. Yeah. And he was just not having it at all. Yeah, Warner was straight about it. He's like, look, there's nothing that you can do at this point. And, you know, he's like, well, why don't you search their hotel or ghost hotel? He's like, why in the world would I search his hotel? He's an innocent man. He did not kill Lakeisha. He, I mean, we can't prove he did anything else. He's already gotten away with murder. And Sax is like, you're going to let a criminal go free? Like, Sax isn't a criminal himself. Right. And, and he's going to be in, in public office? And to Warner's point, he's like, it's not the first time it's ever happened. <laughs> like, exactly, right? There's plenty of crooks in, in office. Uh, look at our president. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know where. I I just don't understand Sack City War. Like, he's just, he just one of them characters that, he's another one that I'm just, I just don't understand why he's still, like, around. I mean, I guess you need some kind of, like, legal person that's not really following the laws, I guess. Yeah. to like go along with the gangsters because i'm just confused i'm like because everything he everything that comes out of his mouth i'm just like do you not understand that ghost like beats you at every move but i i kind of i mean like i disagree on that part because i actually like sax's storyline i like the fact that he's over the top that he's doing everything he can to get this man and ghost keeps beating mm-hmm. him um so i really don't have a problem with sax. like that like that competition yeah i like sax storyline there's some other storylines i'm not really a big fan of yeah um but yeah, I'm good with Sax. He he wasn't supposed to last this long, but eh, I'm good with it. He's 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 a villain that you love to hate. Yeah. Um and he's not really a caricature to me like like Tommy is. Uh so I I'm good with it. I I can deal with it. But I kind of wish you would have had Warner like earlier on in the season though. Yeah, I definitely I'm sorry to say it, but I prefer Warner over Tamika. Tamika. Yeah. I, yeah. I was never really a fan of Tamika. And them wigs didn't help. Um, but she glowed up this season. I just, Tamika just didn't seem like a strong leader. Um, and she kind of let a lot of stuff slide. I mean, most of the directors on the show, not just Tamika, I don't even know who it was before, um, was 
Yeah, I don't even remember who the director oh, was. Oh, yeah, because the guy, yeah, he but he was working for um Lobos, right? The last the was last Sandoval, director. Was Sandoval the director the last? Oh, he wasn't the director, but he was one of the, the leads. He was he, yeah. Yeah, one of the leads or something like that, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember who the director was before Tamika. Oh yeah, it was a um it was an it was a was she a white lady? I don't know where her I don't know where her background was. I th- and then yeah, I think it might have been because I think yeah, I think it was a I think it might have been a Spanish lady, and then it was like a white guy before that. None of them have been good, okay? Just Warner. Yeah, like <laughs> none of them can keep this office. So I don't even know why we. You know what? We just need if we don't keep Warner, they just need to not have some division thing going on with it because I know this department is a little bit corrupt, like just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, so I like Warner. So, um, lost track of where I was. Yeah, so basically. Uh, is like, I'm not searching his hotel. There's no reason for it. He has an alibi. He didn't kill Keisha. There's there's security cameras showing him with someone else at the time of Keisha's death. And uh, Sax is like, well, baby, he he paid someone. And Warner's like, yeah, okay. Why don't you go back home so they can tie you up again? And Sax is like, that really happened. <laughs> um, that was hilarious when he threw that line at him. Yeah, and so he ends up being escorted out. And later down in the episode, and because we're going to get into Blanca next, you know, all this effort, all all the stuff that he did to try to get Ghost arrested, it kind of went in vain because he ends up being told by Samika that he's going to get arrested the following morning um, during the night of, of, of Ghost's party. So, yeah, Sax wasn't too happy, and he goes and grabs a gun, and I thought, oh, he's going to kill himself. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen, yeah. Apparently not. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so next we see our homegirl Blanca who I'm kind of like I like but then she kind of went down the road down the sack uh, road yeah th- this drove me nuts about Blanca because I like Blanca and I'm like don't do this to her character right now yeah because she was the literal I mean she she had some some gray ways about her she used some some questionable tactics but she was never a sax um she had some integrity about her and you basically see that she, now she's so focused on the on the prize that she's willing to do whatever whatever she needs to do to ensure that that ghost is is put away so uh she definitely was was sipping the sax kool-aid so to speak Mm -hmm. uh so blanca tells warner that ghost killed silver and that tasha gave him the location or gave her and yeah not she didn't even mention sax but gave her the location um because she you know and she also found soil samples that match the soil at the qcp project groundbreaking in terry silver's car and so Warner's like, okay, that's nice. Um, Tasha was the one that told you she's implicating herself. And if she's still married to ghosts, what makes you think that she's going to reveal that information in court? That's a, that goes against, you know, their, their privileges, husband and wife. Um, so Blanca's like, I don't even want a conviction. I just want a warrant. And he's like, well, do what you got to do to get it. But you're starting to sound like sex. And that's not a compliment. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Blanca and Sax and Sax interview Tate, who and it, I thought this was funny. So when Tate's like, "No interviews, please," I'm all set. And they're like, "Well, we're here to talk to you about, you know, James St. Patrick and his his ties to someone's murder." And <laughs> why does Tate smile like the Grinch? Like he's just like, <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, because that smile stayed for a minute. He was too hyped about that. He has like the sly supervillain smile, and I was just like, yeah. oh gosh, he's just pushing it too far now. Uh, so they they interview him, and Sax kind of uses some um, 
some tactics to coerce him into saying that he thinks that Ghost killed Silver because he knew about Tasha's affair with him and he was angry. He overheard them fighting and then he saw him storm off. So that's the reason why, you know, why, why Silver is dead. Blanca knows SBS. <laughs> and and Tate has all the reason to lie considering what Ghost did to him. So she's like, look, you you coerced a witness. He signed a false affidavit. If I get a search point for this and this comes back on me, my whole reputation is on the line. And Sax is like, you got to do what you got to do to get the right man. And Blanca reluctantly agrees. Um, so... Yeah, so she ends up getting enough to get a sneak and peek warrant, sneak and peek search warrant, which I learned is basically they're able to look at, into someone's hotel or someone's apartment or someone's home and they learn, you know, they can basically collect evidence, but not really. Like they can, okay. they can, you know, collect soil dust, but put everything back exactly as it was. So like with a normal search warrant, you tear up someone's house, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you tear up their house, you take whatever evidence you need. With a sneak and peek, apparently you have to be sneaky, essentially. You have to collect your evidence, but put everything back as it was. You know, the subject has to have no idea that you were in their home. And I'm not sure yeah, how she, and she was like hardcore about that. Like she was on those like I because it's not like CSI or the the other cops. I guess that were with mm-hmm. her like discovered everything. She was like y'all better not mess nothing up. Like she's watching them like oh yeah. But I'm not sure how legal that is. I'm gonna have to look that up. But <laughs> right because I was wondering yeah because the way she made it sound like the way it was going down the way they they planned it it seemed like it wasn't legal. Because everything, like, she was like, if this, like, you know, she even was going to blame that one guy because he got smart with her. She was like, well, if they, if this messes up, I'll make sure it points back to you. Well, technically, I just Googled it. It is a thing. It's called a sneak and peek warrant. Oh, um, okay. Officially called delayed notice warrant. So basically, they, they, oh. search, your, your, they search your home and tell you later. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, and it's also known as a covert entry search warrant or a surreptitious entry search warrant um basically authorizing law enforcement um to execute a warrant into a private premises without the knowledge of the owner um i guess but they have to tell you after (laughs) they can't just go in they have to tell you so after they get all the good stuff they'll be like okay and we search the police for this yeah so it is legal um questionable but legal yeah i'm wondering does it depend on the suspect though I, I have no idea. I didn't go that deep, but I just know it's legal. They they can do it. So Man, yeah, that's interesting. Hmm, okay. Y'all better beware. Um, so Right. That's crazy. Yeah, so they find the phone and Blanca is not supposed to take the phone because it's a sneak and peek warrant. She takes the phone anyways. Um, and she tells Warner she talked to Tate, who basically confirmed the motive, and that she has soil samples from the shoes in his hotel that matched the soil samples from the groundbreaking of the QCP. So he's like, okay, all right. The, uh, I mean, take is basically definitely is, has motive to lie, but the soil samples match. Okay, good. What else you got? And she brings up the phone. Well, water is infuriated because this is supposed to be a sneak and peek search. So he's like, wait a second, you weren't supposed to take anything from there. And the block is like, well, I didn't want him to, to, you know, to find it. I didn't want him to hide the evidence. There's, this was too good not to take. So he's like, no, 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 no. You, you're telling me 
all this pressure on James St. Patrick, all eyes on him. You think he's going to be dumb enough to plant the this evidence, a cell phone of a murder of someone he murdered in his hotel room? Like, come on. I don't believe that he would be that dumb. There's no way. And Blanca's like, well, we found it. I mean, like, what else do you want? And he's just like, uh-uh-uh. I smell sex. I smell sex is involved in this. And turns out Warner was right. So they actually end up questioning sex with Tamika, who is his lawyer, about the phone. Um, And Blanca ends up revealing that, you know, because sex plays dumb. He's like, how would I know where his phone was? Like, how would I have the ability to plant that? And Blanca's like, you SOB, you went with me to the scene of the crime. You pocketed the phone. You played me. And Warner was like, you played yourself. <laughs> yeah, like she really did. Like he was like, you can bring it to the crime scene. What? Yeah, like you did that to yourself. And so Tamika, ever the lawyer, is like, look, this is not an admission of guilt. But like, really think about it. Which is the better headline? <laughs> U.S. attorney, you know, goes down for miscon- misconduct trying to to achieve justice, or possible, you know, lieutenant governor goes down as a drug lord on Rico charges. Like, just, just you might need that phone. And eh, I'm pretty sure she got to them. Because next thing you know, we see Warner and Blanca sitting at Judge Tabber's office, presenting him with the evidence. Um, And he kind of ends up saying, nah. Like there, this is yeah. Mm. He's another one not to be played with because he's been from the past. He's like, no, this is this is too dirty. You know, this man's already been attacked by the U.S. Attorney's Office. He's been let off twice, essentially. Well, once for the trial, and then once when they realized that he didn't kill Angela. Um, you know, this is this is not the person that you want to mess with. He's too high profile, and your methods were questionable. This is not black and white. Uh, uh-uh, I'm not with it. Nope. So he says no. He throws it out. And Blanca ends up telling Tate and Paz, which is Angela's sister, that it's over. They can't arrest Jamie. He's basically untouchable. It's over. So you're just like, damn. That's unfortunate for them. Right. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm not going to court. Yeah. So our next player is going to be our next shooter, I should say. And I say player and shooter because it's like it's a play, but they're also shooting. You can also throw in the Grinch. The the Grinch. Um, So Tate... You know, we learned that Tate did implicate Ghost in Silver's murder. He has motive to do so. Ghost basically took everything away from him. But he still has some some grain of integrity. And I don't know what made him do this, but he shows up at Truth while Ghost is planning his party. And he tries to warn him about Blanca and Sax. But Ghost is so arrogant that he sh- that he basically pushes him so away. Arrogant. And he's just like, you know, you're a loser. I'm a winner. You know, there's people who no matter what they do, they'll always lose. And there's people no matter what they do, they'll always win. And I'm that guy and you're that guy. You're a loser. You're great at losing. <laughs> you're a loser. Like he just he just drives it home that he's a loser. This drives it all yeah, the way home. Yeah, he just he was the this is the only time I ever felt bad for Tate. Because it was just really like just Right, just briefly, because it was just like that night that he was just, just like, just turning it, just digging and turning oh it. And I was like, come on now, go. He was doing too much. Like, I was just. Like, yeah, that was way overkill. Yeah. And even st- throughout all that, he still tried to help him. Like, he was just like, because he was like, you know, if you excuse me, I'm about to go see my son. And then Tate's like, wait, 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 your son. And he's like, 
man, I'm not trying to hear it. Look, I'm going to invite you to the party, loser. I will see you there, loser. Have a great day, loser. My brother, the loser. And it was, it was just too much. And I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, my mouth is like open on this scene. I was like, he cannot be serious right now. Yeah. Like, I think we had enough losers. Like, I think he got it the first time. And he, and once again, he says, nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. But that should have been the running thing. There you go, all the way up. I'm like, if he says nothing can stop me one more again, I'm gonna get irritated. Yeah. Oh, oh, he gonna, oh, he gonna, he gonna say it. He gonna say he it. He gonna say it. So then our next, and now we kind of end on that note. Tate had a very small storyline this episode. Um, so next we, our next shooter, our next player is Tasha. Um, oh, Tasha. Yeah, Tasha had a rough this episode. So Ghost actually visits yeah. uh, Reyna's grave, grave site directly after the announcement of his of him you know, being Lorette's running mate. Um, and so Tasha shows up and he's like, what are you doing here? And Tasha's like, I'm here every day. What are you doing here? Because <laughs> uh, he's telling, you know, he's he was talking to Raina like, baby girl, I made it. You know, I'm going to open up the QCP in your name. Blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> but when Tasha shows up, he apologizes. He's like, "Look, Tasha, I don't want no problems. You know, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry for hurting you. I got upset. Um, but you know what I'm saying? I just I, I just want everything to be good between us. You know, I'm legit now. I want you to stop selling drugs." And Tasha's like, "Are you serious?" He's like, "Tasha, I'm serious. <laughs> I don't want us. I don't want us to be in this lifestyle no more." And you know, I met someone. And she's like, I know, Ramona. He's like, all right. So, you know, with that being said, I release you from our marriage. <laughs> oh, when he said oh. that line, I was like, okay, he already in a graveyard. It's good. It's good. I was like, is he lost his mind? That was cold-blooded. That was like, it was. I, yeah. God, how much is she going to take? I'm just like, geez. I mean, he basically cut her like you like you cut cut someone from, prof- from professional team. Like, I release you. You cut. You're a free agent now. Right. I'm just like, I, I literally stopped. I literally paused and I was like looking around. I'm like, am I watching the same show right now? Because it was literally like, say she was just like the worst wife ever. Never did anything. It's like he came back like he was Mr. Perfect. Like, okay, I'm going to release you because you've hurt me so bad. Like, I didn't do nothing. But you you kind of ruined this marriage for us. And he tells her at that gravesite, no one can stop me. And I was like, he said that line one more time. Um, yep. And they actually... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I see another bullet point down here. Yeah, they later meet at the penthouse that's been restored. Um, and Tasha thinks you know, that ghost will turn to Regan for the murder of Ray Ray. Cause throughout this episode, it's kind of been alluded to that everyone knows about Tariq and Ray Ray. Um, so ghost is like, I would never do that to my son. But now that you mention it might be a good idea for him to turn himself in. <laughs> and you're just like, this man is just right. He just has no shame. Um, he's like, no, think about it, Tasha. Just think about it. We could get the best lawyers. You know, we could get him into, a, get him a good deal. Send him to military school. He'll get off. I'll be, you know, I'll be the, the lieutenant governor. I'll be Albany. This could work out for everybody. And Tasha's like, have you lost your mind? Yes, yes, he has. You want to turn your son in? You said you would take the rap. He's like, well, Tasha, how's that going to help anyone? I'm the head. 
if they come for you, they're going to come for you. They're going to dig into that druggy daycare of yours. Then they're going to come after, you know, come after Dorit. I was done. He said druggy daycare. I was done. It was just like, this, this works out for everybody. He has to turn himself off. He has to pay for what he's done. It's the best thing. And you know what? We tried everything. We tried. We all been running around losing our damn minds for this boy. Me, you, Tommy, Kanan. Like, it, it, it hasn't worked. Maybe this is the way. And Tasha's just like, I hate you. I can't stand you. Yeah. I felt like she should have had another line after that, but I guess that was good enough. Yeah. I felt like it needed something else. You know, like it didn't feel like it quite captured how horrible he was in that moment. And he tells her, he, but it was close yeah, enough. Yeah, he tells her, he's like, look, <laughs> they go digging around in my past, they go dig around in your past, and they're going to know all about Keisha. So maybe me being Lieutenant Governor might help you out. And she's like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's like, you. Her program face was not good at all. He's like, you know what I'm talking about. I sent you up there. And then she turns up dead. Yeah, all right. And she's like, I hope you get everything you deserve. <laughs> and he's like, you know me. I always do. And I was like, this guy, he just, nothing can stop me. He was just, go, he was just doing too much. <laughs> just, oh my God. <laughs> so, you know, he leaves. I mean, she leaves. And that's when he has his little heart to heart with Raina. Um, and you're just like, this guy is just a jerk to everybody that crosses his path. Like, no one can stop you. Okay, we get it, bro. Like, just just chill. We get it. <laughs> yeah, he is just whoo, you know what? Alpha blood. I don't know what he's trying oh, to do. What he's trying to accomplish. I don't know, but we next we go to our next shooter, which is Oh, you're gonna do your butterscotch impression now? Oh, Mr. Nigerian butterscotch. Ladies, ladies, <laughs> and more ladies. Um <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so we go to my boy Road Timmy. And it's funny because I was actually um, kicking it with my baby dad like a week or two ago. And he was on Snap. Mm-hmm. He was on Snap and he was posting a video of where like we were in a car jamming or something. I forgot what we were listening to. And someone had messaged him on Snapchat that was like Road Timmy looking ass. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you are Road Timmy. I think we were um, we were FaceTiming his mom. And his mom was like, you look just like him, baby. And he's like, no, I don't. And we're like, if your mom is saying you look just like him. Yeah, yeah. You you have no hope after your mom says it. You look just like him. And, you know, I mean, he and his mom was like, well, your noses are a little different. But basically, y'all look exactly the same. Um, They do. He's just like a taller, slimmer Rotimi. Like, Rotimi's kind of husky. My my ex is kind of more built like a basketball player. But, yeah. That's what he looked like. Oh man, well, you got to break this down for us. Then I'm yes. ready for this. And I, see, I feel like you got the inside scoop on yeah, this one. Shout out to my baby dad. Love you. Um. So, <laughs> and <laughs> and it's funny. He actually got a kick out of the making his uh his his debut on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago when he just popped up at my house. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was like, he was just yelling at me. I didn't even say anything. I'm like, you did it. You you really did. You just stared at me <laughs> the whole time. Um, yeah, so you can't stare. You know, that's, that's the problem. You got to be careful with them stares. Yeah, people, like, you know, men don't fight back sometimes. They just kind of look at you like you're dumb. Like, mm. yeah, like you got to, yeah, you got to watch out for them looks. That'll get you in trouble. You're looking dumb out here in these streets. But yeah, that, well, back to Mr. <laughs> Nigerian Butterscotch. So, um, yep. Tariq actually brings Dre to truth, and Dre tries to blackmail Ghost. Um, he tells him, like, like, I know way too much about you and your son and you know too much about me so let's just help each other out here i need money i need to get out of town um so ghost is like (laughs) you got some nerve but i got 250 bands i'll get it to you but you know i gotta get it first i'll meet you at an address i'll drop it off i'll text you 
I'll see you soon. Like eh, about an hour or so. And Dre's like, hold on, wait a minute. How do I can trust you? He's like, you can't. And that's the crazy thing. You will want to be gangster. You a little you a little B word. Like, you know, you always gonna need me to get you out of trouble. You like a little girl, like get out of here. Um Yeah, he like, oh, I think I felt like Dre's I don't know, because I guess people have different levels, but I was gonna say I felt like I felt his the most. When he was going in on Dre, I was like, okay, this could be a real dangerous situation. I was actually kind of turned on, though, because when Dre was like, Dre was like, <laughs> even though Dre was like, F you. And then Ghost like got in there and he's like, yeah, F me. Yeah, I'm the man. And I was like, ooh, you kind of are, though, but nah. <laughs> no, do not give him that. Do not give him that. Because you know the line is coming Nothing next. Nothing can stop me. <laughs> Yep, yep. Um, so <laughs> Dre leaves, and as soon as Dre leaves, Ghost makes a call. The security guard uh, was waiting for him. He tells him, like, hey, call the cops, release the footage. Um, and just like that, Dre is arrested, and Dre knew he was going to get arrested. He just knew it. Dre gets arrested for Jason Mitchum's murder. He gets taken away, and he's just like, dang, Dre, Ghost got you again. Just, just, just stop trying yeah. to fight him. Just, just, just join him because when you fight him, yeah, I feel like Dre should just hang it up. Yeah. Hang it up, flat screen. Um, so <laughs> flat screen. So he's arrested. He ends up in jail, and he his his one call goes to Blanca. So Blanca comes in, and she's just like, "Look, I can help you, but I, I you know what? I need something from you. I can cut you a deal, ten years." And he's like, 10 years." <laughs> She's like, look, it's better than life in prison. So it's like, I need you to tell me if James St. Patrick told you that he was going to kill Terry Silva. And Dre's like, I could do you one better. I didn't hear it, but I was there. And she's like, okay, I'm seeing where you're going. So you saw him. He's like, yeah, I saw him at his place. She's like, in the parking lot? And he's just like, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, are you willing to tell, are you willing to testify this in court? He's like, man, I say whatever you want me to say as long as you get me out. And she gets him out. I don't know how. How did he get that dude out of prison so fast? I don't understand. That's TV for yeah, you. That's, yeah, that, that's definitely TV. Because um, you don't just cut a deal like that and get someone out like that on capital murder. But whatever. Well, right. Also, I, I expected Dre not to be so scary while in prison. He's, I was a little thrown by that too. Ghost was right. He's a scary little dude. He ain't about that life. Please. <laughs> um, so our next shooter slash player is Tommy. Um, and Tommy hasn't really been a big presence this this episode. He's kind of been Yeah, yeah. This is weird for Tommy. This episode. Yeah, he's to been me. in and out. So they they meet and you know, Ghost basically reassures him, like, I never pulled on trigger on anyone you love. Teresi, Holly, Keisha. He's like, I wanted them out the way, but I was I did that to protect you. And, you know, Tommy's like, okay, you have my back? What about that table that Proctor had out? The one where I admit that we killed Lobos. He's just like, look, Proctor betrayed both of us. He's like, yeah, I. Right. Um, so Ghost just tells him, like, look, I want to move on. Tommy's like, you can't leave me. Like, what? I'm not letting you go. And Ghost is like, I'm leaving you behind, Tommy. I'm leaving you behind. Nothing can stop me. And I'm like, he, this daggone line. <laughs> They stag online. And then, you know, Ghost is like, you had me out. You know, you talk about me. You you sent Jason after me. Or, yeah, yeah, Jason. And then he's like, well, you sent Benny after me. So they're both at odds at this point. And, 
You know, Ghost is like, you know what, Tommy? You need me. You need me to clean up your messes. And you, even if you hate me, you need me to hate me. He's like, I'm leaving you behind. And Tommy's like, that's it? You get everything you want? And you get to walk away? And, you know, Ghost is like, no one can stop me. And that's when, <laughs> that's when they start shooting. <laughs> and, yeah, I did enjoy I I think this is one of the um, parts of the episode I kind of enjoyed. I did like the action, like the shootout part. I thought that was interesting. I mean, the shootout was cool, but it didn't make sense, like, at all. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it not making sense, it was Yeah, cool. it didn't make sense. Because the way, the way he was gone after that, I was like, all right. Yeah, okay. so the, they, they get shot at by someone. We don't know who it is. Um, they, they they knuckle up, you know, they they buddy up together. Um ghost covers him and tommy runs into a building there's a shootout tommy i mean ghost doesn't know if tommy's alive he goes to the building despite the fact that he could just like walk away so you know he's still loyal to tommy and he doesn't find tommy but he finds a a body and it looked like the guy that tate hired to tail oh okay yeah i I mean that's the i don't know if that's been confirmed but that's what it looked like so it's like so tate sent him like okay and then tommy's though so kind of a connection but still makes no sense yeah because tate i mean he was mad but i don't know i mean he did try to come at the end of the episode so who knows but yeah it just that scene kind of fell apart for me because it really didn't make sense there was no rhyme or reason to it it came out of nowhere i'm just like whatever it is I think I was just happy to get some action and get away from the constant like no one can stop oh me. It just like ghost just talking. I think I just I think that's what it was. I think it was just like a nice little break for okay, a little bit. I feel you. Um, so the next shooter is, slash players is Paz, who <laughs> she was probably the most laughable shooter in this entire episode. And I yeah yeah I ain't buying that. At I can't all. take her seriously. I can't take her character arc seriously. I I don't understand how she turned that quickly on Ghost. I mean I get like it just. I get it, but I don't because it doesn't make sense. So she approaches him. Yeah, you can be angry for your sister, but I don't think it was that level. No, she approaches him, especially after she says, like, she approaches him at truth and she tells him, like, I know you weren't the killer based off the autopsy. Ballistics ballistics came back and said that he wasn't the person the person that shot Angela. So she's like, I want you to tell me tell me who was. You know, you could have ordered someone to kill to kill her. And then she looks at him and she's like, Well, you know what? Looking at you now, I don't think you would have killed my sister or even ordered someone to do it. So she says it. She knows it wasn't him. So why later on in the episode does she feel the need to kill him because he got off? Doesn't make sense to me. But we'll we'll just Yeah, because she's she's went this long without I mean, I know it hurts, so she probably wants that's probably like the next a puzzle piece for it to be closure but i don't feel like all of a sudden now she just has to have that answer when she's been sitting with it for this long but that's not even what i'm saying i'm saying like you accepted the fact that he didn't kill angela you know he didn't send anyone to kill angela but because he wasn't tell you now you want to murder him like it doesn't make sense you would i would i could see her wanting to kill ghost because she knew ghost did it but she knows ghost didn't do it and now she wants to kill him like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they want us to believe that she is so mad that he won't give her the answer that she's right, going to kill him. Uh, but it doesn't seem like there's enough motivation there. You're area. not going to get the answer if you kill him, sis. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't... Her, <laughs> right. She's just like, oh, because you hang around Angela, I'm just going to yeah, shoot you. Her, her, the motive doesn't make sense. If they have kept it that she thought it was him all along and then she shot him after she found out he got off, that's one thing. But she admitted that she knows it wasn't him. So to kill him off the fact that yeah. he with, withdrawing information from her is dumb because she's never going to know the answer if he's dead. So I was just like, this don't even make sense. And who is intimidated by Paz? 
Well, I was about to say, she's to me, she just looked very heartbroken as you would be. And she looked like the type of person to me that would need an escape, like would just want to leave. Like she wouldn't want to have to deal with yeah, anybody. She- is what her mannerisms through like yeah, showed me. Yeah, when he basically told her like I can't tell you who it was because I don't know, and she was upset and rightfully so. And she storms off, and Ramona actually overheard almost the entire exchange. Um, that's when they decide not to keep any secrets from each other, which I thought was cute. But I'm just like, but Paz, I don't get. And when she was like yeah. revving to kill him and, and put you know put her her big old gun in her little purse. I just wasn't buying it. I'm just like, yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I definitely think she was taking a detour down another alley or something because that made that, no sense. I was like, like no, nope. this don't. Okay, so the next, the last shooter in question is Tariq. Um, and actually, when we talked about Tasha, Tasha was also on her way in her little angry walk. <laughs> to, to tell <laughs> yeah, him. yeah, she um, was, but we yeah. haven't touched on Tariq as much as we should have. So Tariq actually meets with Ghost at the hotel earlier in the episode. And he's trying to, I think to a degree, he's trying to rebuild with his father, like giving him one last chance. Yeah. He was trying to, and he's just like, dad, I just want you to tell me everything. So he's like, you know, start off from the beginning. Why did you kill breeze? Which is basically one of the people in his crew back when he was young with um, him, Tommy and Kanan. So he's like, I love breeze. I didn't want to kill him. But unbeknownst to Kanan, Breeze had some information that was going to take us all out. I gave Breeze one more opportunity to tell the truth, and he refused, so I killed him. Mm, sounds like what 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 Tariq and Ghost are going through right now. So despite all of this, Ghost is like, you know what, son? I love you, and I care about you, and you're not going to understand it now, but I think you should turn yourself in. And he tries to, like, rattle off the reasons why. And at this point, Tariq is not paying attention. All you can see is just, like murder in his eyes like that's all you see yeah because you said before you were gonna take the yeah, rap he's like, but here's the thing and i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna just briefly detour on this i don't think goes to take the rap for Tariq. i do think Tariq should be responsible for ray ray's murder he started all this bs by getting himself involved in this street life when he wasn't built for it and he got his sister killed but 